This is Let's Talk Tribe, the official Let's Go Tribe podcast, episode 94, recorded on July 30th, 2018. I'm your host, Matt Lyons, and in this week's episode, we'll be talking about the trade deadline, the trade deadline, the trade deadline, and is Corey Kluber going to die soon? I don't know. Well, I'll find out that soon. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's mostly trade deadline because it is the trade deadline. <laughs> there are trades, there are rumors. Well, there's been one trade that's mattered, but um, most of them have just been a bunch of rumors. Some are more... More plausible than others, but joining me to talk about all that and more, as always, is Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how are you doing? Corey Kluber's going to die? <laughs> he might be, <laughs> according to some people who get a little anxious over a couple starts in the middle of July. He's basically uh, on the verge right. of being pointless. You know, I keep on almost writing an article about it, but I'm like, I'm sure it's probably nothing. But what if it isn't nothing? And also, it's one of those things you can't really tell what it is, because it's like nagging injury, probably. And those don't make for interesting articles. Yeah. I've, probably written, I've probably written four of them about Jason Kittens over the last couple of years, but what, what, what am I going to say? Hey, he just looks a little crampy today. Probably his <laughs> knee hurts. I don't know. <laughs> He's looking a little crampy out there today. Yeah. Is that the way it goes? Yeah, yeah. It's just the weird – it's it's always just his knee is sort of hurting. What, who else had an injury like that? I guess it's Jason Kittens, his hamstring, and then – Yeah, exactly. Lonnie Chisenhall and his weak-ass calves. What are his calves? <laughs> it's really unfortunate, but that there's, there's a lot of just random lingering in, injuries on the Indians, but – that's what the trade deadline's for, Merritt. That's what I don't think I've ever me. injured my calf, now that I think about it. Have I? Really? No, like what a... does that mean? Is it a muscle or a tendon? Oh, yeah. These are the things it's I need to muscle. talk about on this podcast. <laughs> Haven't you ever gotten like, a Charlie horse in your calf? I guess, but it goes away in 10 minutes. It doesn't <laughs> make me debilitated for 17 weeks. So what you're saying is just quit sitting around, Lottie, and get out there. Yeah, just you know, <laughs> rub some mud on it. <laughs> I've had a Charlie horse once. You can deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I stubbed a toe last week. Hey, I dropped a furnace on my toe last week. All right, furnace. That that hurt. Yeah, I, I sell furnaces. So, you know, sometimes oh. you drop on your foot. <laughs> that's that's what happens. Yeah. So anyway, Merritt, we got some trades. Hopefully, none of these guys are injured or too injured. Um, like I said at the beginning, we got a lot of trade deadline stuff to talk about. But but first, we're just going to grade some. I mean, since our last podcast, I don't think we've talked about Brad Hand and Adam Simber, but I don't have a no. whole lot more to add to that. That's just the only trade the Indians have done. They've got bullpen arms. That's cool. They yeah, don't have their cool. top prospect anymore. That's not as cool, but... And he sucks now, because he's gone. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. I, I never liked him anyway. Works. You trade your top prospect. It's like the Cubs don't care about Glaber Torres anymore. So... Well, that's the whole thing. If, if you win a World Series, it does not matter who you trade. No, the Indians could exactly. trade literally everybody, and if they win, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I mean... Are the are the are the Royals? Are Royals Royals fans are probably understandably upset over how this year is going. Sure, but that's that's all post. You know, that's because the team is mismanaged and wasting things as opposed to just you know. Well, I'd be upset if I was a Royals fan because they're not like going all in with the right. Like they're still dangling halfway in between. Oh, we're going to compete soon. I'd rather just go all in and admit it and rebuild than whatever Dave Moore is doing. I have the 2018 Kansas City Royals uh, baseball reference page up for some reason. <laughs> I was like a Lucas Duda for some reason. But yeah, like why is Whit Merrifield still on this team? Like he's a 30-year-old. Because well, they're going to yeah, compete, Merritt. They're, they're trying to win out here. The team, they're so like I was wondering, who's worse, them or the, or, or the Orioles, right? Like in terms, they have nearly mirror image records. Yeah. But one of them plays in a terrible division. One of them plays in a good division. Like, the Royals are team in baseball. If the Rose didn't win a World Series or get to two in a row, they would, they'd be like one of the most dysfunctional organizations, right? Because they had all those oh, high draft fact. picks, and it doesn't matter because they won. But I mean, this is a weird tank, not quite tank. They're kind of, I think they get a lot of wee because they just won a World Series, which is good. Oh, they should. Cool. If the Indians won in 2016, I wouldn't care what they've done for so many years. 
But uh, but anyway, so, trade deadline. Anyway. <laughs> That's nobody wants to hear about the Royals. <laughs> they want to hear about the trade deadline, which is tomorrow at four p.m. So we've got what are we at here? Three. I don't know, 15, 16 hours, somewhere in there? Yeah, that sounds about right. So the most recent ones have been just quiet rumors about some minor players the Indians could trade for. I don't know, it's Cameron Mabin. I don't know, Bryce Harper? Mm. <laughs> That's now the we're most talking. Recent. So when I did the news post of it, like my general idea is that, that we're, we're this close, so anyone who's an insider who has a rumor is just dumping it now. Okay. Whether it's new or they had it like a day ago. If you heard someone talking about Bryce Harper, you're sending it out now. I'm sure even if you were waiting for like more clarification or more... Like, the trade might be closer. If you had some kind of word that the Indians were talking to the Nationals about Bryce Harper, you're going to tweet it out, <laughs> which is what John Morosi did. He even said in the tweet and in his own article that there's not a whole lot of momentum. The trade's probably not going to happen. But, hey, they talked on the phone, which is what a lot of trades hey, are know. anymore. Are they talking like. about Bryce Harper? Maybe you do not. Maybe just, oh, Bryce having a bad year, huh? Yeah, <laughs> really is. All right, later. <laughs> right, moving right on. <laughs> so where do we put this? Is this, I don't we don't have a grading scale, but... I guess on a, in terms of if it happened, would it be great? And is there any chance it'll happen? We can have those two kind of. Well, let's cover the first one first. Yes. Wouldn't that be super cool? Like, <laughs> that would be the coolest thing That would thing be pretty ever. neat, yeah. He would instantly be, I mean, I know Jose Ramirez. I mean, he, I mean, I guess he'd still be the second best hitter on the third best hitter in terms of talent on the team. Second best, maybe. I don't know. He's really, really good when he's really good. That's the thing. He's having a bad year and he's still a firmly above average hitter. Like it's all just Babbitt based and not getting, and not getting singles to drop when it used to, when they used to, but he's still hitting missiles, you know, like he's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. He's just bad by the Bryce Harper stretch of the imagination. So would that, it would be super cool. And it would be the kind of trade that you just go, why did you do this? This is insane. <laughs> it's, it, it's a madman's move, but I fully support it. I don't know what it would cost at this point. Like, yeah, that's the big thing in a vacuum it, with, without, Thinking about what it would cost, it's great to get Bryce Harper, but considering they're going to be asking for probably quite a... I think they have more leverage than the Orioles did with Manny Machado, which they didn't get like a ton in the deal. Mm. But I think with the, the Nationals, they can say to teams, no, we're going to just hold on to him and keep trying to compete. But the yeah, Orioles really couldn't, so maybe they could I, like pry Tristan McKenzie away if they really wanted to. Because like the, the thing, yeah, the talk is always Bryce Harper's going to go to the Yankees, but there's no way for him to play on the Yankees now. Yeah. So maybe they... Like, you hold on to him because you want to try and sign him. I the Yankees were able to pull that off with Aroldis Chapman and turn him into Glaber Torres and get him back again anyway. But that's, you know, having the guy in your pocket to begin with, and that's probably a little bit better. Although apparently there was an article just a little while ago that came out about how the Nationals clubhouse is a total mess. I don't know whether that means it's just messy or if everyone just hates <laughs> each other there. But I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. So, you know, because it's news. No one reads articles anymore. There's just I dirty jerseys and old magazines everywhere. It's really gross in there. It's really messy. Yeah, just, it's a total Nobody mess. Cleans. Old, yeah, old sandwiches just sitting in the corner. <laughs> like, what's going on in here? Oh, chemistry-wise, they're great. Everybody loves each other. It's just really mm-hmm. dirty. That's all they mean. Well, they all bond over old sandwiches is the thing. <laughs> That's also the problem with why they're struggling. They all have stomach aches from old sandwiches. <laughs> like that episode of The Simpsons when he had that really big old sandwich sandwich yeah totally Look it up. yeah I, I feel like i'm on the outside with baseball but I, i'd have never seen an episode of the simpsons which is, is probably weird it's, it's true i've never it's not like i personally avoided it it's just i, I didn't watch it for the longest time and then i never like sought it out so on the bryce harper trade on the other our other mini scale what are the chances of it happening i mean probably zero right because right. again the cost is probably astronomical it would, it would cost at the very least you know, a top prospect, and then maybe even MLB. Like, would you? All right. Well, would you trade Mike Clevenger for Bryce Harper? Oh hell no! 
Would you trade Shane Bieber for nope. Bryce Harper? No. Would you trade Tristan McKenzie for Bryce and some no. other bitch for Bryce? Yeah. So, you know, there we go. <laughs> it's the same thing with Manny Machado again. It's You're getting him for just a couple months, and you have to yeah. hope he doesn't slump for a week or else you just trade right. a huge part of your future for literally nothing. They don't need yeah. more regular season wins. Right. It's basically what happened with um, – yeah, I mean, it's not quite as as a as a huge like a close issue as when the the Giants traded for Carlos Beltran a little while back, who had a not very good couple of weeks, and they fell out of contention. And then, if like if you look at his numbers with the Giants overall, they were very good, but it cost Zach Wheeler or something like that, and so it just yeah. he didn't actually help the team. Even though if you look at the numbers when he was with the team, he kind of helped the team sort of if you look at the aggregate, but. Yeah, if, if if things were a bit more nip and tuck for the Indians, uh, it might be a be a problem if he had a couple bad uh, games. But and it seems like again, this, oh, go ahead. I, th- I just think it would be neat. That's all. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, all. it just seemed like it came out of nowhere that that nobody's getting these these rental guys anymore. But was I just asleep at the wheel for a while, or has this been? It feels like just a couple years ago you could trade a ton for just half a season of somebody like. Like what the Cubs did for Oldest Chapman, which we've already talked about. It doesn't matter right. they lost Glaber Torres because they won the World Series. Right. But I don't think anybody trades that much for even a Oldest Chapman for half a season anymore, do they? It's just like that's done now. You trade for guys that have two or three years of control because everybody at the same time kind of realize It's the same reason like nobody's getting paid in the offseason because everybody realizes how to win. And it's just get into the playoffs and hope you get hot and win. Like you don't need a right. Bryce Harper if you're already going to win the division. Right. And it's – I don't know. It's, like you said, it's a little bit confusing – also, because I try, you know, like a guy like Brad Hand, yeah, the, the Padres are terrible, but that doesn't mean they can't be good sooner than Brad Hand would be, you know, sooner than Brad Hand's contract being up would, would happen, you know what I mean? Like, so it's a little, con- it's actually gone this way as it has. I, I would think that, they'd guys, that these rental guys would actually become less expensive because everyone agrees that they value cheap talent way more than a soon to be free agent. Like the value of a, I don't know. Even even though he's, it's turned out to not be the case for the the Yankees. You know, like with the Andrew Miller trade, that cost a pretty high prospect in the Indians farm system, plus some other bits. Um, but even that, I don't know, like that. I I, I, don't know, I guess maybe a trade like that kind of seems like the right value for a rental, regardless of whether it's a reliever or like a a Harper or Machado kind of a guy, because it's not a it's not your top prospect. That's why the hand deal. I don't know. I've kind of lost my lost my thread there. <laughs> so, are you, were you for, you mean saying like you're for or against the hand trade because you traded McKenzie? Oh no! Oh no! I'm totally I'm totally fine with it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Mejia's fine. He just was never going to play for the Indians. So, what, what's the point? Mm-hmm. I know we didn't get to get to cover this on the, on the podcast, but that, that was kind of the whole thing. Like they're they're sta- they're they're full of catchers right now, and they're not going anywhere. And they're going to have and one of them is going to you know play once every five days because it, Trevor Bauer has to throw to him, but. I was fine with that trade because again, you, you get a you get a very 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 good reliever for a while, and then you get a you know, an interesting reliever at the very least for even more years. But yeah, yeah, I mean the fact that they traded one prospect, no matter what level how yeah. good he is, for two relievers for several years is huge. I think. Yeah. No, but it's just like but getting back to the the valuing of prospects, I guess. I mean, all teams, all teams are run essentially the same. You know, like some are more on, some are morons. But <laughs> nice. Uh, well, you know, there's teams that are way more on the cutting edge that have just gone full bore in terms of the analytics at, at the 
complete expense of everything. You know, like you look at the team like the Astros, who have just completely like when the new um, when Jeff Lunau came in, he just and you know he cleaned house and just redid literally everything from the ground up, and look how it's, that's turned out for them. Um, you know, they may they may kind of put some things a little less, a little more on the back burner than they should. You know, at case in point, the Azuna deal that they just made, great deal on the, on the field, but otherwise maybe not so much. Yeah. Um, but then you have other teams that, but but regardless, these teams all value team players the same way. Like no one wants to pay free agents any money at all ever. They want it. They want you know. And I don't see that as wrong either. Like now, because look at Eric Hosmer and oh no, and I mean they're not right. I mean in terms of teams wanting to get efficient wins, everyone wants to pay all of their Jose Ramirez caliber players ho- ho- real Jose Ramirez contracts. And, th- you know, things like that. So it's, I guess it's just, you'd think that the price of a, a, a rental Harper or Machado or, I don't know, whoever else is a rental right now, just off the top of my head, I got nothing going on. Wait, or, or like the Carlos Beltran deal of, of a few years McCutcheon back. McCutcheon too right now. McCutcheon um, to a degree as well. You'd think that these deals would be less expensive than maybe the media pushes them as being. Like, I don't know. I mean, realistically... I, I would think that a Tristan McKenzie for Bryce Harper deal is way in favor of the of the Nationals, and I'm I mean I'm I'm probably right in that, or maybe I'm not. I don't know. He's still just a prospect, or I don't know. It's just no. I think you're, that's always happened too. Even when people paid a lot for rentals, it was always way overshot what they would trade. I, know, I like I, I, I get it's a you know that, that's something that's especially now. Like I said before, all these teams are run basically exactly the same. It's a little confusing to me that they can, there continue to be these overpays. If everyone agrees something's an overpay, then all of a sudden people will stop overpaying, right? Isn't that how economics works or something? You would think, but it only takes one. I mean, you could have every oh, team realize something yeah. is an overpay, and then Orioles come in and go, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point, Chris Davis. They'll <laughs> give him a massive contract because he smashes dingers, and that's about all he uh, needs. <laughs> so bad. Oh, my God. Chris Davis on the leash. This is my favorite season of the uh, of all time. He's going to have the, the best, worst season of all time. So another recent trade um, was, again, Andrew McCutcheon. We just talked about another rental. He was mentioned. He's obviously going to be way cheaper than Bryce Harper. Um, so on the scale of if they did it, would it help? Um, where do you put Adam, McC- or Adam McCutcheon? Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, well, my boy Andy McCangdrong, um, he's – I wanted the Indians super bad, obviously, because he's my favorite player in baseball right now. But obviously it helped too, right? He, he's a better hitter than anyone but Brantley in the outfield right now. Um, he hasn't missed any time at all, really. He hit the, well, no, left, left the last game. Contusion is the status from Monday's matchup against the Potters is uncertain. God damn it. Uh, it's crazy you had that all in your memory one, and just recalled it. That was, <laughs> I know, right? No, it's but that, that's a deal that I could actually see them making because, like you said, he's a bit of a rental, yeah, right? He's yeah, his contract's up at the end oh, yeah, of this year, but he's cheap. way cheaper, so right, exactly. And but like again, what what is cheap? I guess in that case, yeah. he's I I do think he'd still bring some value to the Indians. Um, I think him going from uh, where what's the name of that park? AT and T Park to Progressive would definitely help with his power numbers and whatnot. Like, but I don't know. I, I almost don't think the Indians are going to make, I don't think that they're going to make a trade deadline move for an outfield player. 
I think it's going to be a waiver wire thing again, like with Jay Bruce. Wasn't Jay Bruce a waiver wire thing? He was, I think. Yeah. It was either waiver wire or like right at the end, but I, I yeah. almost positive was a waiver wire. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, I just, I, I almost don't think that, honestly they're going to make the move just because of that, like I said before, the cost thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the longer you wait, and especially because them, they don't need him for the regular season, so wait and get him a little cheaper when it's only like a two month right. rental. Exactly. I mean, you know, like someone like. Because we've seen cases where these guys do come up to be, and they end up being very, you know, in terms of just cost of prospect, very cheap. I mean, case in point, Justin Verlander last year, you know? Yeah. He was, he was bought for a song by the Astros, and <laughs> it was a, it was a, it was a waiver wire pickup, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, I, th- I think McCutcheon or someone like that, because these guys still want to recoup some investment. I, the, you know, as... As hopeful as I'm sure the, the Giants are to to maintain contention, they're in what comfortably in fourth place right now. Yeah, they're well, they're just yeah, in fourth yeah, place. Right. Yeah, yeah, they, they're 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 very comfortably in fourth place. They have a losing <laughs> record, and they're you know, six, you know three games back. No, I'm sorry, it's like seven games back in the in the loss column to the uh, Rockies. So, yeah, their season is all but over. But I mean, and, how willing are they going to be to just turn it over because they're the Giants well, and they always get these huge crowds and they seem to be competitive. They want to be competitive anyway, no matter how clear it is they shouldn't be. But that, that would because that's the thing. Like, when was the last time they were you know down in attendance? Because right now their attendance is really bad this year. It actually yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's still third of that third in the NL. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I think they're one of the few teams that could trade like McCutcheon and still not do a full rebuild just because they have him. Even Evan Longoria, if they can find anybody to take him, and they'll still mm-hmm. have like a full team. They'll still have Bumgarner and Brandon Belt when he comes back. So they could just deal off and basically just give up this season without giving up several future for a rebuild. I think they're one of the few teams that can do that. It's just a matter of if they will. Yeah, no, and also too, they, they kind of exist in a, in, in a very interesting place. I, I, at least I think. Maybe it's because they've been winning so much so it's, it's easy to say this, but they exist in an interesting place in the kind of in the scope of the of the Bay Area as a, a cultural thing as much as a, just a team, you know, a place yeah. to go as opposed to, you know, because everyone there has so much goddamn money. <laughs> Going to a baseball game is not a big deal, whereas, you know, me, that's something I can do twice a month. But yeah. whatever. <laughs> you can manage your rent there. You can go to, like, several baseball games. You're set. <laughs> yeah, I know. Three, then... four games a year. Get, get some garlic <laughs> fries and you're good. And then it's... As far as I'm concerned with the prospects, like anybody but Tristan McKenzie and Shane Bieber, if you can get anybody to take, like Nola, I'm just looking at the prospect, like Nolan Jones, Noah Naylor, I guess Bobby Bradley, he's been slipping, but if you can get, if you can trade any of them for even a rental, I'd be okay with. I think the problem is I don't know you're going to find many people who want them for a big name rental, unless they get the the cost is like it's really cheap, but basically whatever you can get for not getting rid of Tristan McKenzie and Shane Bieber, I'd almost do, even though I've always been on the bandwagon of don't trade just to get somebody for a couple months, but anybody you can get without giving up those two, I am quite okay with. Because the Indians, they don't, they have just the top heavy system is just McKenzie and Shane Bieber now, and right, Bieber barely exactly. counts. And after that, they have a bunch of pretty good prospects. I guess Bobby Bradley could be the next level. If you they have interesting, that, prospects. interesting. That's a good word like, for it. Nolan Jones, I find to be interesting, but again, he's right. what high A, low A right now, something like that. You know, guys like that. Yu Ching Chang, as we, as we talked about on the podcast a little while back. 
who just sounds like uh, an awful name, but we swear that's his name. It's, it's true. Sounds and true. he's a shortstop, so I mean, he's he's an easy right. candidate to trade at some point because he's not going anywhere on the Indians unless they move. Jones is the same case, although again, uh, reading about his his ability to hit is very interesting. Although I think the Indians are well, Jones is the third baseman, so he could easily come up and bump Ramirez over. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah bump, bump Ramirez off the team. Exactly. So well, um, <laughs> just DFA Ramirez. You got no. Yeah, one we don't need him. Yeah, we got Nolan Jones now, baby. <laughs> I think it will be interesting to see who they trade if they do trade. Because like I'm, I'm agreeing with you. If they're going to trade, they might wait for a waiver wire. But I'd be interested to see who they're required to send away. Just because they're not going to trade Tristan McKenzie or Shane Bieber because they're not insane. No, exactly. Because those two I help mean, them win. Well, Tristan McKenzie doesn't help them win this year, but he's a clear piece of their next core, I think. And mm-hmm. Francisco Mejia, because he didn't want to move away from catcher, just wasn't going to be part of that. And now he's a Padre. <laughs> Which seems almost like a punishment to the poor guy. He's on the Padres. <laughs> I mean, he used to live in San Diego eventually, which is cool. But then you got to play for the Padres. I mean, yeah, what is it? What is their minor league system like? Anyway, I always like finding out. Like you know, like if you're if you're in the minor league system for the what, the Dodgers, oh, he's not a ridiculous yeah, the Dodgers, name, you end up in like Round Rock or something like that. Yeah, the, the Padres have a weird. I remember looking right after they traded. I'm like, oh, they traded with that weird team. But I can't remember what it's called. Um, so another interesting trade idea for the Indians that's been up recently. You just mentioned it yes. before the podcast. Um, it's trading for like a Brian Dozier or there's been a bunch of third basemen too, like Adrian Beltre, you, a, anything to get somebody to second base, whether it's Jose Ramirez or Brian Dozier, and then bump Jason Kipnis to center field. We saw him play that in the ALDS last year. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's not put words in my mouth. I never mentioned anything. About Jason <laughs> well, you mentioned the first field. part that they, that the, the, the Indians might be interested in Brian Dozier. I'm adding the second part that you can just, just sort of flick Jason Kipnis out there. Cause his bat has been a lot better recently and he's not going to be any worse. I mean, it's an upgrade. His defense is going to be worse than Greg Allen or Rajai Davis, probably. But his offense is going to be better than either of them. So it's kind of like a who cares kind of thing. So maybe I you can move him out I don't want to be mean there. or rude to you, Matt, because you are you are my editor. But no. no <laughs> what? None of him. In, look. What? Look. Anyway, so I'm looking look. for a new podcast host. Is anybody listening live now interested? <laughs> just go ahead and hop on Skype. You just have to agree with me on everything. <laughs> so you don't want to put Jason Kipnis out there at all? No, I don't, because they still need a glove, all right? I still have bad memories of the, of the World <laughs> Series of two years ago, all right? Nothing bad happened. I, 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 val- I value, because the offense exists in so many other places, I, I value the defense. That's why I like ideas like this this Joey Gallo idea that's been pushed time and time again. I love that idea. I like ideas like that way more than the idea of moving Jason Kidman to center field, because I just don't think it's a good idea. I don't think he has the the defensive ability or yeah to do that basically not to be mean he seems like a nice <laughs> boy and everyone likes jason kittness but no oh, man so if so you just don't think the, the brian dozier thing is realistic at all or they would get him and just like dfa kit because there's nowhere else to put him so just so and, and, and therein lies the real question yeah like what, what is what is the move there i guess yeah. is it move jason kittness to right field i don't know he's got a He's got a second baseman's arm. That's why he plays second base, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I, that's the, Again, it's the only person I've actually heard mentioned that Brian Dozier deal was Rick Manning on tonight, Monday night. <laughs> no, it definitely was a real uh, thing. It was, I remember um, Buster only tweeted it that day. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, I don't think it was even like a confirmed rumor. He just said they were looking for center fielders, but there aren't many center fielders. So they could do something like trade for Brian Dozier and then move Jason Kipnis. Or. Or they could just make Brian Dozier play third, move Jose Ramirez back to left field where he played when when Juan Uribe was on the team, 
and then move Michael Brantley to center where he's bad at it. So there you go. <laughs> That's gross. That's perfect. It's worse. a perfectly designed system. Do you really want to watch Michael Brantley in center field? I mean, I, same disclaimer. I love Michael Brantley. I would much rather watch Jason Kipnis at least try center field than Michael Brantley. Oh, I really want this idea to happen now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Brantley center fielder is your dream mm-hmm. scenario. Mm-hmm. You look so smooth out there. Sure, <laughs> he can't get to certain baseball batted balls in the gap and – his arm isn't quite good enough to really make up for it, but still, <laughs> yeah. So we need to talk about my favorite rumor, as you mentioned a couple times, Joey Gallo. I wrote about mm-hmm. it today. It was, um, it was just sort of tweeted that the 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 Phillies and Indians they were aggressively inquiring was the wording, which is funny. There's there's so many nice trade deadline lingo, but aggress- what aggressively about inquiring. Joey Gallo? What does that mean? How do you aggressively inquire? Come on, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just yell really loud, or just like give me the text. player. <laughs> how's Joey Gallo doing? Hey, and when you text, Joey you don't Gallo? put LOL at the end, and so it sounds really aggressive. Because you put LOL, email, it's just lighthearted. But... <laughs> yeah, all caps. Phone on speaker and yelling at it from across the room. <laughs> but no, we both love Joey Gallo. I want. I've I've come around on him. I thought it was a weird idea at first, and then kind of the dingers. Idea. Who cares? The dingers. Like the dingers. <laughs> And you know it's really worth. Um, so I I wrote that he's he's bad on defense because I guess I just am dumb and thought he was. But apparently a lot of Rangers fans come to his defense that he's 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 got an absolute cannon of an arm and he he moves quick for a big guy. So maybe he wouldn't be completely awful in right field. They said he's an athletic third baseman. I don't know about that, but I don't know. Maybe he would be like a, a really good fit. Fast for a fat dude. Yeah. All right. What? <laughs> This stuff will be fast for a fat dude. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, I said nice. tall guy. <laughs> I mean, he is a tree, an absolute tree of a man. But no, he really is. He's a he's a in every in everything he does in baseball, he's just a physical specimen. He's just, right. a huge arm. He hits the ball a quarter mile when he actually makes <laughs> contact, and he just uh, he's such a such a special player. I, I, the kind of player that everyone loves. You know, just the the swing hard in case you hit it. Who cares about walks? They're boring. <laughs> And I mean, that's the way we're going, right? I mean, it's you're either going to well, he walks a lot too, so you're either going to walk, strike out, or hit a home run. It's not going to be as exaggerated as Joey Gallo is, but but he's kind of the future of baseball. <laughs> Just these really big guys that swing hard and they either miss entirely, walk, or hit a home run. Does he have more singles than home runs this year? Because I think last <laughs> year he had more he had more home runs than singles, and that I love things like that. It's just yeah, he did well, that, and he still had like a one twenty three WRC plus, so he can do it without hitting a bunch of singles. He just has so much power. Boring anyway, yeah, exactly. Is there anything better than just imagining Tom Hamilton calling like a five hundred foot home run in the ALCS? I just like he'd fall out of his chair. I love when he falls. <laughs> I love Tom Hamilton falls out of his chair calls. So yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. <laughs> I think the only thing better would be listening to Rick Manning complain about him because you know he would vociferously. Oh, <laughs> and talk about his old teammates that weren't like that. No, I, we went up there. We, you know, we shortened our swing up, and we. <laughs> Meanwhile, Joey Gallo just hit a ball seven hundred feet. <laughs> I wonder, like, there's guys like him. Like, there, obviously, you know, you you want to like swinging for the fences, and you know, like shortening your swing up and trying to not hit it as hard as you can all the time. It's probably it's not the way the game is going. But there's some guys like him or Stanton or Judge. Who I almost wonder if what if they actually did do that? Like they didn't try and utterly clobber. Like they're all they're all such like like so strong. Like could they actually have a higher batting average and on you know just, like put up better offensive numbers 
while still hitting 38 home runs or something like that just by being just because they're so epically strong. I, I, it's something I wonder about every now and then because some of these guys are just total beasts. I feel like we talked about it before that it's hard to like just change. Right. Like with oh, Yandy Diaz, you can't just tell him swing up and you'll be better. Like these guys, if you told them don't swing quite as hard, it would screw up everything for him, I think. That's the thing, though. I mean, Yandy Diaz has, has the swing of a man who <laughs> chokes up on the bet, you know? Yeah. Although, he did a home some... run tonight in AAA, so there's something Ooh, for you. It's eight feet off the ground the whole way. <laughs> yeah, right. It bounced off the top of the wall and barely made it over. <laughs> Poor Yandy Diaz. <laughs> Is it yeah. a home run if he hit it through the wall? I assume that's what he probably did. He probably could, too. I mean, there were a oh, couple no. when he was up. It was like a hundred and something exit velocity straight into the ground. It's oh, the yeah, most no. depressing thing in the world. I just wrote, yeah, I, I tweeted about that one night. Like his his exit velocities were like ninety one, ninety seven, ninety nine, one hundred and six, and he was like three for four with three singles. Like, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, exit velocity is a stupid statistic. <laughs> I've, I've always wondered what it would look like, like maybe just like ten, fifteen years ago, what people would thought of Yandy Diaz. He'd just be a weak hitter, right? Because he never. Yeah, no. Nobody exactly. would know how hard he's hitting the ball. He's just a weak contact. Right, hitter. right, exactly. I mean, he'd he'd have a you know he'd have years where he'd have like a three twenty five batting average, or he'd have these long hot streaks where he'd hit like you know five hundred, but then he'd also just ground into a you know, seven dozen double plays every year. So yes, no, like you look at the numbers and say it's terrible. I mean, he got a pretty good eye. He walks all right, but ugh. None of those so, ribbies. Not enough ribbies. Yeah, is, is, well, that's the thing. He might get more ribbies than you think based on the team because he'd get a lot of RBI ground outs and things like that. Yeah, I guess. I was thinking more if he could get anything out of the infield, he'd get more RBIs. but Because <laughs> well, <yeah, laughs> he couldn't do sack flies. If he can bunt, he'd fit in on the Indians, I guess. I was reading I was reading in some article, I think, about the Pirates. And apparently there's a mantra that the no Farah sorry, my cat's being bad, uh... There's a mantra that Dodgers adhere to, and it's basically there's no slugs in the ground is, is how it goes. Because oh, if you hit ground balls, you won't have a good slugging percentage. <laughs> it's a very creative and fun saying. So they do that this year, or was it in the past they did it? It's, it's something that they continue to live by. So that's, cool. that's something that someone should tell Yandy Diaz. There's no slugging. Like, yes, there are. They're right there. I wonder <laughs> what the Indians' cute. mantra would be based on how they play. I can't think of it on the top of my head, but that'd be a good... I mean, they hit a lot of home something. runs, man. They hit a lot, a lot of home runs. They're one of the highest home run teams, I think, in baseball, right? So they're saying it would just be dongs. That's it. It's just dongs, yeah. period. Dings for days, <laughs> baby. All right. So is there anybody, I guess we can just jail the witch, maybe? Want. That's a pretty ding dong, which is dead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. <laughs> We're going to banner that somehow in Cleveland. Uh, is there anybody else you want to see the Indians get? Because with the Indians, they always, they keep them quiet who they're going to trade for so assuming they do do something between now and the trade deadline just for the fun of it mm-hmm. is there anybody that you want it to be uh well, realistically all, not bryce harper but <laughs> first of all uh doo doo <laughs> you said ah, did I, as uh, soon anyway. as i said it i wondered who's gonna call it out <laughs> i don't know because like i i've been i've i've been vacillating trying to write an article about this for the last couple of days but like nothing really comes to mind too firmly and I kind of wrote about how nothing matters at all in anywhere in, in, in life or, or anything like that the other day. You really subtracted some of the existential dread out of that article I wrote, by the way. I know. I, I tried. I got to get the <laughs> Indians in there somewhere. I did like nothing matters, though. And that was good. And then the first day. Um, but, like, so, I don't know. Like, like I, I, I've thought about what about someone like Billy Hamilton or Delano DeShields Jr., guys who just have no bad at all, but, like, at the very least, they have a glove. And then that could at least take like when things tighten up in the playoffs obviously and this is what this is entirely where my mind is focused it's 
the the long game of being terrible at the plate might actually not matter quite as much as someone like Billy Hamilton because if he does get on base, the impact that he could have over the space of you know seven or eight games um, might you know it in terms of sample size and noise might actually be beneficial for the Indians because yeah okay so maybe he'll strike out a bunch and he'll have a zero batting average for all of all of October but. Maybe he'll get on base a couple of times or he'll be a pinch runner or his excellent defense in the outfield will steal a couple of runs, right? So if you could have him in there and have him take five runs off the board over the over the period of two series even, I'm just spitballing and throwing numbers out here that don't mean anything, obviously. You know, yeah. someone like that, I think like that that's that that's kind of what I'm 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 looking for, I think, is just a player who isn't you know, quote unquote, good, but has some sort of like physical dynamism that could impact the game in 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 the small sense. Someone like like Joey Gallo, I think, is a good example. He, you know, again, not a you know is in the net nothing more than a than a bare average player. He has lots of interesting things going for him though that could impact the game in a very small and central way, you know, so like he, like he could run into two pitches in a game and win the game for them, you know, kind of like uh, Roberto Perez did in game one of the World Series in, in uh, 2016. Um, this yeah. is all a long way of saying, I don't know, yeah, someone like Billy Hamp would be cool, or like <laughs> Orlando DeShields Jr. would be cool. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, would like, I would like them to get a bat. Um, when Chris uh, wrote that article last week about the... the um, yeah, that was such a good one. About the like Cardinals? That, that's a great. See, that's what I'm. Like, that, that, that's that's the point I'm thinking. I don't know if the Cardinals will make those deals because they need to continue to put good people on a field, obviously, because otherwise their fans will get antsy. Like, you know, they, they they make a lot of money off their fans, and they it, it never seems to show up on the field in terms of money spent. So they might not want to do that because they'll just piss off their ever angry fan base. But um, no, the either those guys are totally rational. They are nice, down to earth people. Oh, they're the best. <laughs> they're humble. Oh, obviously, you know. <laughs> I mean, it says it on their shirts, so it must be true. <laughs> but no, like, you know, again, someone like, I mean, I didn't realize I was going to have such a bad year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who, Dexter uh, Fowler? They're all having terrible years. <laughs> no, him, oh, <laughs> I was going to end Fam. Yeah. Just, well, Fam's all right, isn't he? Did I... I mean, he's, I mean he's, right at, he's right at 99 OPS plus. So, I mean, well, it's... so with all those Cardinal guys, I don't, I don't know if Chris mentioned it, I didn't see, but they all seem like really good change of scenery guys to me. Yeah, Especially Dexter again, Fowler, because the GM called him out. His manager was awful. Mm-hmm. No, and I think he could he could definitely be a guy who could have a nice impact. I mean, again, he's 32, signed through 2021. I don't know if the Indians – I just don't know if the Indians would, A, go for it, B, want him, or C, be able to afford it. Because he's still going to cost something. Like, they're not going to just get rid of him. You know, they don't want to dump the contract, and the Indians don't want to deal with that contract because – Somehow, some way, they're going to try and pay Francisco Lindor at some point. But someone like Ozuna or Fam, obviously, are both guys that I, I I would be interested in. Like you said, I think they could be good change of scenery guys. They both have had terrible seasons, but have, were very, very recently like you know stupendous. So either of those guys, I think, would be a nice one. But again, someone who's flawed but has a prodigious talent, like your your beloved uh, Joey Gallo or <laughs> someone like someone like Billy Hamilton, because the, the Reds, you know, by the time they're contending, he's not going to be there or be any good. So if I were them, I'd want to recoup some something for him now when you could still maybe, you know, get something out of him. Now, as a counter to your Billy Hamilton, have you considered 
fuck defense. Like, just a little bit. <laughs> Mash dingers, forget defense. Now, I see where you're saying. However. <laughs> well, look, I mean, they already have Rajai Davis and Greg Allen. So if you want somebody who can just run around and catch a ball and be fast on the bases. I do want that. I mean, that. is Billy Hamilton enough of an upgrade? Yes. He's literally <laughs> the best center fielder in baseball. <laughs> but, oh, man, I don't know. I'd rather have a bat than somebody. I, I get the, the horrors of 2016. No, I know, but uh, <laughs> as a counterpoint to your mash dingers <laughs> theory, the Indians are second in the AL in home runs. They do Why that already. Dingers? Why are they only second? Why can't they be first by like a mile? Yeah. Dream Who's big, first? man. I guess the, I guess the it must be, be the Red Sox, huh? No, I think it's the Red Sox. Yeah, they have JD Martinez, oh, really? whose name is everything you want it to be, just Diggers Martinez. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I, know, I, mean, I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't like Billy Hamilton. He's. I had a list of don't wants, and it was first Billy Hamilton. <laughs> really? Because I saw people saying that. I don't know. I just don't want the another fast guy in the outfield who can't catch. To me, Rajai Davis is enough of that. I think. I, I know you. I guess at the same point, since the Indians are but only second in not dingers, good at it. Like that's the thing. Like he he seems. I I think I think Rajai Davis seems like he's still a, a very fast and. I, I don't know. I. I sometimes think Roger Davis lives a lot off record. He again, still a very impactful guy on the base paths, but I don't think he's ever really been a, a very good defender, and hasn't been a good defender in a couple of years now. So, for whatever credence we put on 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 defensive statistics, what we it is what we have to go off of. And I don't know. I mean, he's, damn, you, know, you, you have an excellent point. Every time I think about it, in your fingers, baby, you're like, damn, he's so good. But but the main ones I had, if you want no defense, how about that Shinsu Chu? How about that Texas Ranger? I don't know, I accept right that idea there? entirely. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fully down. Oh, I love Shinsu Chu. That. Are you kidding that's, me? That's bringing back one. That's my favorite current former Indian. Is that the way to say that? Yes. Favorite former Indian still playing is Shinsu Chu. I would love to bring him back. I don't think it's going to happen. Just... I don't know, but he's having such a great year, and he's still—he's thirty-six. He's I mean, no I'm, role anywhere, but you know, it would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I throw him in right field. I don't care. Throw him out there. <laughs> Put him there. Platoon him if you want. Just get him in right field. Just hope nobody hits it over there. I think he can do well enough. If you haven't told, I've given up on outfield def- defense. Really, I, I, I can people tell. Hit now. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing that fly balls aren't ever growing <laughs> in baseball. Man, I tried to quietly note in my Joey Gallo post that the, the Indians have the third highest ball right but they strike out a lot see so <laughs> <laughs> I, I think most of the fly balls just leave the stadium though and they're, or they're like really high and you can just get them i don't know i, I want shin soon too i also like nick castellano so they can somehow pry him away from detroit mm-hmm. um derek dietrich from miami just because you can rip off miami so easily and he's surprisingly good he's 29 which i didn't realize he was so old but he's still got two years of arbitration left so that's another I've never seen his defense. I don't know if he's a, d- a decent defender, but he is actually an outfielder, unlike Shin Su Chu, who should be a DH. But I like the idea of bringing him in for something if that's not super expensive. But the I think there are some. Too, I did like too. And I, thought, I thought that was a neat idea. I talked about it with that with a, with a radio man a little while back. But yeah, that would be a that would be a neat move. Or like you said, Dietrich could be nice too. Yeah, there's a lot of there's little very Indians esque moves they can make that we haven't heard about because I haven't heard anything about them being tied to Diedrichs or Leonis Martin or Castellanos or Chu. It's all the big names that people know. Which, which again, going back to the don't want list, which I decided to make. <laughs> one of my big ones was Adam Jones, just because I don't I don't think he'd be worth it. He doesn't want to come anyway. He wants to stay in Baltimore for his charity and family, but right. that's fine by me. I didn't want the Indians to trade. I think he's just one of those. Um, McCutcheon is kind of on the border of this. It's just people know his name, so like, they should get him. But yeah, he's, he's a center guy. fielder. Why not him? Yeah, right, no, yeah. I, I, I see that. Yeah, it's, but it's like I've heard of that know. guy. Yeah, 
What about Adam Engel? Is he any good? Would they trade him? Probably not, huh? He's 26 years old. Who? Oh, never mind. He can't, he can't, he can't <laughs> hit worth a damn. He's a center fielder for the White Sox. Oh, they don't need him. He can't play defense. And he somebody can, in the fan but... post mentioned that was that was kind of curious. Adam Eaton, is he even healthy still? But that would be interesting know. if he is. I didn't see, he wasn't playing the last time I went to a Nats game. Because um, I mean, yeah, if the Nationals be... are selling everything, I'd, I'd take Eaton instead of instead of Harper and just get the cheaper one, I think. He's reportedly still healthy, but I, mean, I wouldn't mind Adam Eaton all that yeah. much. Play him in right, I guess, right? Because you, you don't really want him in center. I'll just put him in center. Range-wise. Um, put everybody in center. And then they have him for a couple of years. Yeah, see, it's another one where they have him. I think at this point, the nice, Indians are going to trade for control. I don't think they're they're banking on this year, but they're also really keeping an eye on next year and the year after. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the biggest thing was the bullpen going away, and now they've got two big pieces of that already. I guess Adam Simber isn't a huge piece, but but they have Brad Hand who can carry him through next year and just get somebody else for free agent. But I think they're not – they don't see their window closing after this year. So oh, of course not. Get, Pitching staff still there, and they still have their two MVP candidates. So you know, it's yeah. it's it's hard to say a window is closed just because you lose what Michael Brantley, a, a man with no calves, and Jason Kipnis. <laughs> yeah, it's not. You still got a lot sticking around. So, so with all this trade deadline talk, Merritt, let's talk about something else important. I want Adam Eaton now. Go on. <laughs> See, isn't that a good idea? That wasn't a fan <laughs> post. It was. I think his name is Ambient Tribe. He did a post. That's a he just sort of noted, but that's a really good idea that I like as Adam Eaton. I think he'd fit in there. But the more important thing, do the Indians need to do anything? You kind of wrote about this last week. I think I might have played up the fact that they don't need to do anything in the post. You kind of did, and you really, again, you removed all the existential dread and misery <laughs> that, that I really baked in there. Um. <laughs> but it comes back again to the fact that the Indians, they're going to win the AL Central by a mile and a half. They're going to just need somebody in the playoffs. So do they need to make a big trade for somebody, or can they just rely on the random number generator of October? And that's a good question because I mean, obviously, it helps to have really, really great players so you can just crush people as you go through October, like the you know, like the Astros did last year. But you can't really just make an Astros team, can you? Because that took five years and a whole bunch of badness. Um, I mean, that would that honestly makes sense. You know, they they got random random number generated out of the playoffs pretty quick last year, and then went the other way really well uh, the year before. So. Right, exactly. Like it's, it's amazing how hard it went one way and then the other. Jesus Christ. Uh, but I think no, it's hard I, either way to be upset, no matter what they do. Like if they well, trade and, somebody cool, if they don't, I get it. And like it's just the the issue again is just finding out where finding where to put them because so much of the roster is just is affixed. Like the only slots they really have are two or one and a half or two maybe outfield spots, but the amount of guys who are available to fill those spots are expensive or hard to find. So I think they could still be fine if they didn't make a move. I think it's more of a, it would sure would be nice. Like they have what they have 57 wins now. Um, I figure those at this point with the addition of, you know, Brad Hand and Simber and, and the, the bullpen getting back healthy and things like that. And, Assuming that Yonder Alonso, who I just realized for the last month has like a 960 OPS or something like that. If he turns in, if his second half this year is like his first half of last year, they're going to win like 94 games again. And it's going to be just so easy. So it's, 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 it's just, it's so hard to find someone who would have the kind of impact that you'd have, you know, that you'd want someone to have in, in, in October. Cause it would have to be like a Harper type or, 
someone who, as you mentioned with Joey Gallo, just someone who's just really, really powerful, but, you know, flawed, who just accidentally runs into a bunch of pitches or something. So, I don't know. It would be nice, but I don't think they need to do anything, honestly. I, I the, the team is good. I think the team is better than people give it credit for, um, just because of how bad a couple of games have ended. But, I don't know, what do you think? No, I'm with you. I'm I'm perfectly fine without making a trade. If they have they have Corey Kluber, Carlos Grasco, Trevor Bauer, and Mike Clevenger, you have that in a series. You can kind of just hope the rest falls into place without trading a bunch of people. It's why I wasn't upset about Manny Machado. I'm not going to be if they're when when they don't trade for Bryce Harper. I'm not going to care too much. Right. Um, I mean, they have a great lineup, like you said. They have three holes on the outfield, maybe a hole at catcher, depending if Jan Gomes actually decides to hit for a week at a time. But I mean, they have what the best infield in baseball, the best starting rotation in baseball, or one of them. And they have a pretty good bullpen. You can win a World Series with that. Yeah, I mean, teams have won with a lot worse. <laughs> like I guess, I guess yes. It, it you know a team like the Astros is very daunting. Um, yeah, which is who again, they're going to play in the first round, pretty much no matter what. They're not even no. fighting for seeding at this point. Right. Exactly. So it's it's just the way it's going to be. Um, but you know, again, that's where someone like Adam Simber really comes into play, where he just he just obliterates right-handed hitting, which is very helpful. So. Yeah. Um, now, is this the yeah. best Indians team you think of this little streak of three years in a row they made the playoffs, one went to the World Series? Is this the best overall team? Which is kind of weird to think about. They might. That is kind of weird to think about. But I mean, Christ. Well, are they better? Like Francisco Lindor and Jose Ramirez are way better than what they had before. I think the issue that we are that we have to remember is just, I mean, well, Corey Kluber is going to be there at the end of the year, I guess. Because right now, again, he's still a very, very good But he's like top 15 instead of top 5. But they still have a top 5 pitcher. And then Carlos Carrasco, if he can start performing back to his peripherals, then that's you know that, that's the thing, too, is the pitching there. And then the, the bullpen has been a been, – but maybe it is, actually, in terms of raw talent, just because of, of what those two have become. And other guys actually kind of starting to – because, you know, I have to – Gander Alonso, you know, for for as much as everyone loved Carlos Santana, he's. I mean, he's not, not that really, far off. No, I mean, he's, he's, he, yeah, he's not that he's not that much worse, and he hasn't, and he's getting, and he's having, you know, he's, he's starting to heat up. Like he was, he was unlucky and cold for most of the first half of the season. So in twenty sixteen, at Mike Napoli, you didn't have Edwin. So I mean, that's clearly an upgrade at DH, right? I mean, it's hard to really argue that they're that much worse if you don't want to go better. It's not a big of a drop-off. But this is the team that everybody seems to think is, oh, this is they're not going to win. I think this right. is part of just the cycle of having a good team. Like, we just, yeah, well, we're expecting well, them to be so good now. It's not like we're the underdog, and so everybody gets upset over every little thing. Well, because, like, last year was supposed to be the time when they actually win the damn thing. And then, did he hit another home run? Okay, no, he only had two home runs. Sorry, I'm checking Indian stats while I talk to you. Um... Last year was supposed to be the game where they actually win the thing, and it ended heartbreakingly. So now we're just irritated, and, and the season has almost no meaning, it feels like. so. <laughs> right. This is almost kind of a, not depressing, but not the worst either. It's it's a weird part of being a fan, because there's a whole cycle. It's you, You're really bad for a little bit, you rebuild. That's kind of fun, because there's no pressure. You're just really crappy, so who cares? Yeah. Then you're the 2016 Indians, where you come out of nowhere. Then your last year, where they have an expectation. If you don't win in that year, like the next couple years, I think, are... Frustrated, to say the yeah. least, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wasn't a Braves fan in the 90s, but how many of those fans were happy that they were just winning however <laughs> many division <laughs> titles and losing? I mean, that didn't happen in the era of Twitter, but imagine like if it happened 
what if the Indians did it? They win the division like the next 10 years and never oh, won a I mean, World Series. There's not going to be a bunch of happy Indians. Much more recently, look at someone like the Tigers. And that team was an absolute powerhouse for four or five years there when they had, what, at this point, four Cy Young winners? Three or four Cy Young winners? And then like, Anibal Sanchez was like their worst pitcher at one point, and they just had a triple crown winner and just the, an absurd offense, and they just didn't win anything. So yeah, that's true. They went. They just had the one World Series appearance, right? I don't think they had another. Yes, one. they only had the one. Yeah, because they. I think they went because every year they 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 were a little bit worse. They were kind of like the Phillies when they after they won in twenty oh in two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. They lost yeah, the Yankees in two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, because then they lost the World Series, lost the LCS, lost the LDS, didn't make the playoffs. Were in second, third, fourth, and fifth. They were so perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird how it works. It's just the cycle. But yeah, this is to answer your Yeah, this is probably the the best team they've really put together so far. And it's it's funny to think it's it's not like it's over after this either. Because again, the entire pitching staff is there through at least twenty twenty one, I think. Right. And then. Allen's gone, but whatever. So is Miller. Um, but again, whatever. They have Brad Hand and Adam Simber. They're both pretty good. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and you, here we you are. You talked about it before, is the fact that they can't really develop. Or was it you or Chris that wrote about that they have a trouble me, yeah. Yeah. yeah, relievers, which is kind of weird. There's none coming up. And I guess this, you just force Adam Plutko to be a reliever, but he's not going to be great there either. I mean, the thing is, too, I, and I, I, there's just a couple of things I forgot. If you go and read the comments of that article, some guys did point out that there was a guy who threw like 98 that they traded for Adam. It was in the Andrew Miller deal. And there was some other name who was supposed to be a good arm, but then he got Tommy John surgery in like March or something like that. So it's just it's just they've had a little bit of bad luck as well. Yeah, yeah. The relievers were J.P. Fire Eisen and Ben Heller. They both traded. Yeah. Okay. And okay, at least one of those guys. Him, yeah, but still. So I mean, that was a ton they gave up for Andrew Miller, wasn't it? Well, I mean, again, was it worth it? It seems like like what oh, is, it was you know, absolutely. I'm just saying at the time that's so much yeah. to give up. Because that, that, that's a conversation for an entire podcast. Is what what is worth it? You know, when it comes to a trade, like if for instance, what makes it not worth it for, with the Francisco Mejia deal? You know, like if he wins what an MVP, if he hits three hundred and you know it turns into offensively a Victor Martinez. Kind Are of we a saying if the Indians like win the World Series? Have, See, and, and, Adam and I get well. No, let's say they didn't win the World Series, but oh, they just continue right. to contend. Or even absent that, let's say Brad Hand is very good, but Mejia is, you know, he he becomes Mr. Padre too. Like, is that worth it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, or if he, what if he's just pretty good for a long time? You know, like what if he's like JT Real Muto, basically? You know, like yeah. for, for for eight years or something like that. I mean, winning the World Series is such a huge threshold. If they don't, I'd care a lot more about how good. Francisco Mejia is, I think. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, if they win, I don't care if he wins like seven MVPs in a row. <laughs> if Brad <laughs> Hand plays a huge part in the Indians winning a World Series, he can be a Hall of Famer. I'll clap for him. I don't care. But yeah. But I mean, if they don't, if, even if he's like a JT Real, Real, Real Mudo for a few years, that's going to hurt a little bit if the Indians don't win yeah. a World Series from it because they're not going to have a great catcher for a long time unless Eric Haas is really good but well, again you know this is the thing that so many people have talked and written about like what makes a good catcher we, we still we still can't quantify what makes a great catcher so maybe maybe he would put up the numbers but at the same time the indians would in the net be worse who knows because right. he's not being a good catcher and all the other small things like not just the framing but the things we, we don't have ways to track yet i guess i don't know yeah. but this is all what makes the trade deadline so fun i don't know if it's yeah. more exaggerated in baseball than other sports but there's such that 
there's so much gambling basically with the trade deadline that it makes it so much fun to talk about and think about. I guess other sports are the same, but in basketball, you can just assemble a couple people in the off season and who cares, but yeah. baseball just takes so long to make a team and you can bring it all so close to winning and then gamble on one player and either works or doesn't. That's, that's one of the things I like about it so much. I hate it because it's so <laughs> oh crap. All right, Merritt, every Monday, we ask everybody on Facebook and Twitter for some questions. I don't think anybody responded on Facebook. You're all slacking. You can email me, um, mattr.lines at gmail.com. There's another email. Don't email it. I never look at it. You can email me, too. No, don't do that. Just I won't tell me. you my email address, but you can email me. <laughs> if you can find Merritt's email and mail him a question, I guarantee we'll answer it, whatever it is. You've got to track down his email, though. We will find it's, it. and we will. Get it's it. super hard to find. I promise you. <laughs> So our first one um, on Twitter, at S. Brady Artist, he wants to know, is there a particular reason Corey Kluber's strikeout rate is down this year? Has he changed his picks, Mitch, just to finish stuff, etc.? Also, who? Or we'll start with the first one, then we'll get to the other one. Um, so uh, did you look into this at all, really? I, I sort of did. There's not I have a difference. few times now, yes. Because, right, so you, you know, again, I, I've been trying to find something to write about. With regards to his not being quite as, but like it's hard to too. Like before I get back to what I was going to say, but because like in 2014 he was dazzling, and then in 20 what 15 he was pretty good, and then 2016 he was pretty again very very good, but then you know last year he just exploded. Um, excuse me. No, I think one thing I noticed was that guys are more aggressive with him now. Uh, like the swinging. Like, not a ton more. Like, this one, uh, I, again, even in that case, it's not all that much. Well, the swing at pitches in the zone 63% of the time as opposed to 59% last time. And they're making way more contact this year than they ever have. And I think that could be it. So, there's the, like, his career contact rate 73.9. Last year, it's 68. This year, it's 76. Um, so, the hard so thing could, is finding out what's causing that, right? Right, and and so and so that's the real question. So like, is his velocity down? Is his and the, and these are all things I've I've been trying to find. Like, his movement profiles aren't really all that skewed from a year ago, from what I remember. Um, Corey Kluber. While you're looking at that, the one thing I sort of found was that um, he's using his sinker more. I don't know if looking at Brooks baseball, his sinker's up more and his velocity and his four seamers down a little bit, but it's mm-hmm. not more than just like a, a regular drop. It's just, it's less than, I think it's like 0. 0.3 or 4 miles per hour. So it is going down a little bit and he's using his sinker more. And and this was something, I don't know if you remember, I wrote about this a little bit, or a couple weeks ago actually. He did the exact same thing last year where he threw more sinkers early in the year and then as the year wore on, he, he started throwing more and more uh, sliders and or his breaking ball, whatever the hell you want to call it. So I'm wondering if it's just he's – guys have caught on to that. Like that's the thing too is, is like every, everyone is learning from everyone and things like that too. So I don't know. It seems like – just my takeaway from watching him, it just seems like his cutter seems more hittable than it has been in the past. No, Farrah, no. Um, sorry, my cat's trying to jump on my computer. Uh, these are the tragedies of podcasting. Uh, I, I, it, it, and again, this is this is this is nothing. This is not statistical analysis or anything. It's just, it, but it does. It just, it seems like his cutter is a little bit more hittable, which is you know a little bit. I mean, his raw whiff count. Well, that's not going to help me at all because you know it's only half the season. So whatever. 
But his yeah, like his the the whiff count on his on his cutter is fifteen point three right now. It was twenty one last year. It was 15, the a year before. It's it's weird to say that a guy who has you know maybe the best slider in baseball, um, it's his cutter that makes it all work because but the, when you think of it, it doesn't make sense. They're both moving on the same plane. They move at very similar speeds, uh, at least out of the hand. You know, it's like a five mile per hour difference, something like that. So maybe that's it, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering if maybe his cutter just doesn't have the same kind of bite as it normally does, something like that. But yeah, it's something I, I I still can't figure out. Again, it could be an aggression thing. Guys are just being more aggressive with him earlier in counts. Now, remember, um, his walk rate is also really low this year. So is that is it maybe a conscious? I don't want to say pitching. Well, the that's the thing. thing I, he's but... not. Well, I, and and again, I thought the same exact thing. But it's his. He's not throwing balls in the zone any more than normal, particularly at 49.9 this year. It was 48.8 last year, 47.9 the year before. But like in 2014, it was 50.7. So it's always been around you know, 50% of the time he's throwing the ball in the zone itself. It's just, again, if guys are swinging more often, they're going to, you know, they're, they're not going to walk as much. And I'm wondering if that, that, that just might be the case. Um, yeah. Which, so which... they think. But, but again, they're not really swinging that much more often. So, uh, I mean, is his velocity really suffering that much? I don't believe it is. <laughs> it's not. It's really. It's just the normal. He's trending down because he's getting older, but it's not a huge yeah. drop off. So I don't know. It, again, it, this is one of those irritating things where maybe it's just injury. You know, maybe he's just tired and a little bit worn out because I don't know something. But you know, like you look at the. You look at the movement of his pitches. Like, if anything, his, ball, his slider is moving on average more horizontally this year than it was last year. And vertically, it's got the same exact kind of bite as it always has. Um, if anything, it's dropping even more this year than it was last year, too. So, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where it's just maybe this is what aging looks like. Maybe guys are catching up. Maybe everyone else knows that he's throwing more sinkers for in the first half of the year and – that's why he was so successful last year. They were just like, oh, he's throwing more sinkers. I'm going to go after that. And then he just stopped doing it last year, too. And all of a sudden, you're chasing sinkers, and, and it's a pitch going completely the other direction. You know? so. yeah. And I don't want to sound the alarms completely here, but if, if you look at his peripherals early in the year, even when it was great, you would kind of see this coming. Yes. Because Babbitt no, was no, he was, in the, he was yeah. yeah. There he were a lot of signs a, that there's something different about him this year. Hopefully, there's just a knee injury that's going to go away. I don't know. But it's just a weird season for him so far. And this is something also I've been trying to write an article about, but I can't figure out how to frame it or other things that are more vocal in my head than just kind of feelings, you know, nebulous feelings that I have. But like Fangraphs did a a, 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 a community ranking of uh, managers, and I know every fan, everyone who watches any team enough has problems with managers, but. For God's sake, Corey Kluber does not have to pitch seven innings every game, right? I'm not the only one who feels this way, right? <laughs> I think he, he kind of did for a little bit. I said this at the beginning of the year that I, I was okay with him doing it as long as the plane is to let off the gas eventually. <laughs> but it's kind of insane that he's still doing it. Well, just they like, have a bullpen now. On Sunday against the – yeah, exactly. They have a bullpen a very good uh, – and against the Tigers who are bad. Like They're just not a good team at all. He after six innings they had one run. The Indians had four, I believe it was, and they ended up winning at eight to one. Yeah, he was at eighty pitches or something like that. And you know, the more pitches you throw, each one is more trying than the one before. Take him out after six innings. You know he has a knee problem. Let him, you know, give him some I extra time. And 
maybe give him an extra, you know, get another guy to, to you know, bring it at, bring Adam Plutko into to pitch a game or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. It was, I, I feel kind of, I thought I was, um, I thought I was onto something early on there that maybe Tito's plan was to just overload his uh, his pitching staff at the beginning, get a bunch of wins, and then let him coast at the end. But it's clearly not. He's still doing it. I don't get it. <laughs> you have a bullpen now. Use it. Yeah, like like they have. Yeah, they added two more arms. They have more guys coming back, and they found and they found two plus like guys like Dan Otero and them are much better than their numbers maybe right. say. So I don't know. Yeah. All right, Mary. The last question. We talked a lot this time. We had so much trade deadline stuff. It's amazing. So we have time for two questions this week. But uh, our next one, I think, is a really good one. I look. At the, my initial answer was going to be quick, but then I think there's more to this one. It was kind of interesting. Um, at the new rec, hmm, at the new recusant, <laughs> he wants to know. It's recusant, 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 R E C S U A N T. Can I just not read? Is that a thing? Am I illiterate? R E C U. Yeah, recusant. It's a word. It's like when I use. I can't read. Good thing I don't write so weird word article recently, and you didn't edit it. I'm very happy. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, will the tribe trade Trevor Bauer if he rejects their long-term contract offer? Now, initially, my first idea was, no, of course not. They're not going to do that. It's dumb. But then also, he's not going to sign a long-term contract. We already know this. Uh, there's no sense even authoring it to him. He said that um, when he exits arbitration, he's going to be doing one-year deals because he wants to. He's going to get a ton of money every year and then just pitch where he wants to every year. It's going to be a new idea. It's going to be really interesting to see. I don't know if any, how many of them will be with the Indians just because he's going to be like, what, 20, 30, 40 million a year, depending on how good he is. Um, but they have him at least through this season, next season, 2020. And with how the trade market is, with how much you can get for players with control, I mean, not this year, of course, maybe not even next year, or I guess it'd be next year. But so next year, if, I don't know, is if Tristan McKenzie comes up, if their pitching staff looks good otherwise, would it be worth it to trade? the massive return you can get for a year and a half of Trevor Bauer. If he looks like a Cy Young winner again, cause you're not going to get him long-term. That's just not going to happen. Um, it's more interesting than I thought the idea that you could get a ton for Trevor Bauer and completely remove having to rebuild depending on how much you get for him. Um, so what do you think? Do they trade him at all between now and 2019 between 2020? I mean, quick sidebar. Can I say Dick on his podcast? Well, sure. Okay, good. <laughs> I think the only reason him and not gonna sign a long podcast because he doesn't want to get shot in the dick with a paintball gun <laughs> is, is a little true. overblown. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's that if was someone offers said, him two hundred million dollars. Oh no, I fully believe he's not gonna take it. I really think that he I don't know, man. No, it's uh, Kyle Body was tweeting about the fact that um everyone has a price. But anyway, to to to, <laughs> to, to answer the question <laughs> No, I I don't think that's a good idea. I I um you're gonna get a lot a year and a half right. of potential Cy Young. I, I mean, that's gonna be a lot. The only well, it's it's gonna where, be a lot. Where where were the Indians <laughs> be at that point? I guess too. I mean, one would assume that the Tigers, White Sox, and Royals will still not be very good in in two years. It's a long time. The White Sox at that point might be better than we think. Uh, some of their pitching arms actually start developing. Twins are a bit of a wild card because they're – I have no idea what's going on with that team. But, I mean, I think it's a stupid idea even though I could, <laughs> I could see it happening, to be quite honest with you. You mean the trade them is a stupid idea? 
Yeah. yeah. Also, when it's when Baseball Reference says that you're a free agent in 2021, does that mean after the 2021 season? No, it means or 2021. He's arbitration. He has an ARB four. He must have been a super two, but he has arbitration three in 2019, arbitration four in 2020. So he's a free agent after 2020. Oh, okay. So yeah, this is a, man, that's it. Guess when he's a free agent. Year and a half. You're gonna, you could get like a. I don't know, like a really close to major league player or a major league player and another far off, really high prospect. I don't know. There'd be a lot of interesting things they could do. All right, well, no, I mean, what? Well, it's just, I mean, assuming he's performing like this again next year and they're still good and everything is, st- no, I, I, I feel like that as long as the pitching staff is healthy, you, you keep it to get, cause that's the backbone of the team. Like it, I think trading him is saying we're done contending because he, he's the best pitcher on the team right now. And he's the, youngest with 27 um and then i don't know yeah then you give it then you give him one more huge contract when you give him that 40 million dollar contract and then you let him walk because you're trying to win games and contend here i i just think that's a little bit that's a little bit too trade happy i guess (laughs) now going back to like again in a year and a half there's I'm assuming they're still good and they're still contending because they still have two, again, MVP caliber players in their early 20s. They still have the entire pitching staff. Um, I, you know, I, Corey Kluber is their third best pitcher at that point. You know, I assume I, I'm again making a lot of assumptions here, but I'm but I'm assuming Shane Bieber fine. You know, he figures out whatever's you know he figures out throwing all the strikes all the time. Maybe isn't the best idea in the world, but. Or you know whatever will make him great. Yeah. But uh, but if Corey Kluber is all of a sudden your third or fourth best pitcher, and then they still have a bullpen, and they they pull another bullpen arm or something, no, I, I, it it seems a little a little crazy because assuming again, it's it, maybe it's a big assumption they're still a contending team in two years. I don't think. Yeah. No, two years. I think I too don't far think away. I don't think they no. trade them for the the rental. Because I think if they're competing in two years, I don't think there's any way they trade them then. It's next year where I have the question if they trade them for a year and a half of control. But in two years, unless they're completely out of it, which is super depressing. But <laughs> if All they right, are, no, I, I think there's no doubt I, they trade them then. Well, then my question to that is what is the goal in that case? I, obviously, the goal is to get other players with more control. But in the less nebulous sense of what kind of player are you trying to get then if not a Cy Young caliber pitcher who yeah, – that's true can throw 225 innings and then also pitch in the, you know, like, I guess that'd be a strength for strength thing. If nobody comes through in the outfield and then you don't know Michael Brantley anymore, you have Greg Allen, who we're assuming at this point busted Bradley Zimmer busted. And then you have like nobody, I guess if you trade him for some amazing superstar outfielder and a prospect or something, Andrew Benintendi, maybe someone like that. Yeah. Something. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, it'd just be a big strength for strength thing with the control in mind too. But going back to the idea of him not, I am fully, I would sign up my dick safety along with him. I'll get shot too if he gets a longer contract. Because you know Trevor Bauer, if if he finds things something is better, he's not going to do it. <laughs> I will shoot myself in the dick with a paintball gun if he signs a long contract. All right, that's a post idea. All right. <laughs> Check that no, one off in a couple weeks. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine Trevor Bauer, for anything you want to say about it, if he has something he thinks works, unless something major comes along that for some reason... He doesn't think this will work now. He's gonna do it. He's gonna keep signing one year deals until he retires. I think. All right, I'll say I, I agree with you, sort of. But I'll <laughs> but I'll also say this, and 
Um, this I, I wrote about this a little bit last year, or rather in the, in the off season, like you know, the, the how, how JD Martinez signed a pseudo contract like this, mm-hmm. right? Where it's two years, but then there's a ton of opt outs, basically. And this was all Kyle Body to, to go back and did tweet about this. Like, what if pitchers just he this exact idea, but in reference to like uh, in reference to you Darvish because he he hadn't signed yet and it was taking a while. You Darvish is hurt now and not pitching very well. So he signed a six-year deal. Like, yes, Trevor Bauer takes unendingly great care of his body and all this stuff, but he'll still be a 30-year-old man when he's, like, I, I agree with him when he said in the interview, it, it doesn't make any sense that, it, that, a, that a pitcher all of a sudden is going to be much worse in the, literally the physical prime of, of, their, of their actual physical life, but... At the same time, like a little bit of long-term knowledge that you, even if you do have a down, because if he has a down year, then, then what? He instead of signing a forty million dollar deal, he's going to sign a twenty million dollar deal, or or whatever. I don't know. I, th- I think it's a little crazy. <laughs> I like I, again. I love the idea. I I try and pull it off when I play MLB the show because I don't want to play for any one team all the time. You know, I want I want to change the scenery. You know, but but yeah. I don't know. I think I the just, money uh, thing, I think Trevor realizes how much money he has. And because Kyle Body was tweeting, he's going back and forth with somebody. I don't remember the exact thread, but it was basically yeah. that um, he already has an insane amount of money. He doesn't need more. No, I know. And that's the thing, too. Like he does, he def- And unlike someone like, say, Jose Ramirez, he definitely comes from a much more comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. growing up and everything like that. Again, he, again he's, yeah, he's made – how much money has he made already? He's already made $16 million in his career, and he's going to make – Jesus Christ, so much money. <laughs> Trevor like, Bauer or Jose Ramirez? No, uh, Trevor Bauer. Oh, like, yeah, ju- just course. in arbitration, he'll probably make, you know, 15 or so this upcoming year, and then another whatever the next year, you know, 20, 20 something. Yeah, you know, he, so, no, he, I mean, obviously he's set for life. He has, he has generational money on top of whatever it is, you know, his parents did and stuff like that. Too, he's one so. of the few that I believe he's doing it like for baseball. He's just, it's not like a. He has a big heart. He's just crazy. <laughs> he's just yeah, an insane no, exactly. person no, playing baseball. No, no, no exactly. No, like, you, if you listen to him talking, if you listen to an interview with whoever that was, no, the, the, the man is a total, he's a madman when it comes to baseball. Right. And, and I love it's, it. It's I mean, it's not cool. a bad thing. I love it. Yeah. Oh, no, exactly. No, some, some, you know, it's the same reason I love Joey Votto. They're just, he's, he's psychos. Oh, I want We're those just... two on the same team and I want like them to be mic'd up all the time. Oh, God. Really the... no, so yeah, no, I, I think, um, I still think they'll sign a long-term deal and then get shot in the dick and go, I don't care. I have $200 million. And also I got shot in the dick. Which would you rather have? Some poor 34 year old Trevor Bauer is going to get shot in the dick. For- <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. It's, like I'll do a whole bunch of what you're doing. And be like, you know what? I'm sure my buddy's kind of gotten over that or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. That's a good that's place. A two year deal or a 38 year old. signs a two year relief. Uh, that's good. <laughs> He gets shot in the anyway. dick for signing a two-year relief deal, probably. Yep. That seems like a good place as I need to end it, Merritt. We've talked Perfect. about it. We had a lot of trade deadline stuff. We're gonna, we missed a couple weeks, but I don't intend to miss anymore. It was a crazy month. but So we should be back next week. Uh, oh, man, i got to travel the next six weeks, so I can't. But only on Monday evening. I'm replacing so you anyway because you, know. you didn't agree with my Jason oh, Kidd's right. idea. So. Yeah. so this is your last podcast. I don't even worry about what you're doing. I've got oh, plenty. I've got people, Merritt. <laughs> I got friends. <laughs> I got so many friends. You don't even know. <laughs> Mary, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a great one. See you later. Bye.